Oh, hey, universe. Well, that last one ended a little bit testy. Sorry about that. I don't think society does need you because cause you're all growly and shit. I don't even know what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, if you are going to make excuses constantly that it's not your fault, well, then you are the lowest, you are the weakest link. You're the last person that we want to pull into the lifeboat. We'll do it, but damn it. Reluctantly. In other words, if you're not here with a solve problems attitude, shit goes wrong, so let's fix shit as it goes wrong attitude. Let's not look for blame. Let's look for solutions. Now, accountability, that's different. But when it comes to blame... Well, I don't know. That seems like uh, chasing down a dragon that's only going to turn around and singe your hair or something. You know what I mean? I'm guessing that's a proverb from ancient Mali people or something, but I'm probably wrong. Pause. All right, so I thought while I was fresh in my head here, we would go through the rest of this list. And I have this whole other list plus this list. And I think there's even a list behind that list. Um, no, I'm not sure what that is. But whatever. In other words, I got a lot of shit to get through here because I kind of took two weeks off to just think. So now I got thoughts. So share, shall I? But of course. Another thought? Well, my cat's sleeping peacefully now, but for how much longer, we do not know. All right. Should we start with there is suffering in abundance or should we start with why was I on Tumblr and not on 4chan? Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding, 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 Um, Final Jeopardy, this will be on, why was I not on 4chan, but on Tumblr? <sighs> I guess because mostly I've been a woman my entire existence, except when I came to Earth and decided to be a guy. I believe the reason I came to Earth and became a guy was so that I couldn't get pregnant. But I believe in almost every other circumstance I manifest as a female, when possible. And I believe I've also manifested androgynously quite a bit. As a matter of fact, I think quite a bit of life in the universe is androgynous. But when forced into the binary, I always would choose a woman, unless I was put in a position where I couldn't choose a woman, because that would leave karma behind that I couldn't afford, which is what Earth is. So that's why I'm on Tumblr, because it's a little more feminine, and 4chan was a lot more masculine. Maybe that's the reason. Plus, I just... 4chan was annoying. Tumblr, at least, you could fall into somebody's sensitivity. Tumblr always triggered my emotional connectivity. And, and it, I mean, it would feel real until it wasn't. I don't know. Tumblr was a weird phenomenon. I was only on there for a couple... Well, not a couple months. More like less than a year, but probably ten months. And for four or five, intensely. Like, Tumblr was my social life for one five, six-month period of time. I just found myself falling into one hole after another on that blog. But, ugh. Anyway, never on 4chan. I mean, I would scan it now and again just for the fucking insanity of it, but never found it attractive in the least. So, so okay, so there is suffering in abundance. That's that's weird, right? 
like because abundance necessitates suffering, how do we pull out of that cycle? I don't think you can. I think you just come to recognize that's how nature works. It doesn't take without giving. It doesn't allow without um, without um, barring. It doesn't it doesn't do anything without a reaction of equal and opposite reaction. Now, the way to maintain that is to continuously push toward things that opposite reaction doesn't have negative outcomes in in this case. Like you can overcome the uh, the scarcity that comes with abundance by resisting the pull toward envy, power, subjugation, and chaos and disorder. But because those are such powerful influences, they will create scarcity where there is abundance, which is exactly what we're experiencing now. So, how do you overcome that instinct? I don't know. The weird thing is that if you're here collectively, if you're here for the collective good, the only way to do your part to ensure that collective good is to do the best you can with your individual pursuits as a person enabled in this human suit that is 8675309 Earth. You can't somehow corral the collective good and do something at that level. You can only do what you can do at your level, which is you. One of life's great conundrums. All right. So... I don't know. I, 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 I will think much on how you remove the scarcity from abundance. How you take the um, how you take exclusion out of inclusion. I don't know that those are necessarily diametrically opposed. Those might just be equal forces in nature. But how you take the abomination out of grace. I do not know. I know that as it's currently set up, there is no avoiding it. And maybe that's just the point. You deal with it. There cannot be a situation that negates negative outcomes, taking damage. Mom knows this, baby has to learn it. Yeah, it's weird the situation that a baby goes through is it learns to not trust its mother and then have to depend on its mother and then at some level have to come to an agreement with its mother that there will be damage, but we will get through it. Yeah. I'm going to get back to that. Mother knows how much protection she and society collectively provide her infant, yet also knows damage and suffering, some her own doing, are inevitable. Okay, so I'll just circle both of those. They're right next to each other. That makes it easy. And call that another episode when I have time to think on it. You cannot get cut in the virtual world. All right. One thing that spooks the shit out of me is opting, or at least believing that this option exists, to choose life in a virtual reality. Pause. Boy, I gotta tell you what, we get some weird-ass aircraft flying over Denver. And there's some of it right there. I wonder if you can hear that. Whatever. Okay. You cannot get hurt in the virtual world. Or 
there you can't you cannot experience cutting your thumb in the virtual world. You cannot experience the setbacks of reality in a virtual space built to disable them. And I guess at some point I would have thought of this gave me to an environment in which no pain could be experienced, in which there was no bodily uh, harm that could befall you, that everything you would do would be safe enough to come through it unscathed. I don't know. Maybe that would have been attractive at some point. But what you can do in the virtual world is lose yourself as a participant in reality. Virtual spaces are ultimately less than what you deserve to experience. You cannot be fully tested as a human being in a situation in which you are not engaged one-on-one with reality. So when I think of how seductive virtual spaces have become and how much more seductive they are about to become, I'm not above admitting I would easily see myself in the land of surrogates. But another reason I'm glad I'm 54 is because I lived before all this shit, so I understand how fucking irrelevant it is, even if you don't. So I'll keep telling you, this is a mistake. Find reality, and you'll find a purpose for your own life. Slip into virtual reality, and you'll dissolve into a puddle full of nonsense before you know it. Okay. Um, All other guilt is weakness. Reparative guilt. The kind of guilt that you can move forward from. The kind of guilt you can look at and say, I can do better than that. I underperformed. Now I can do this. I believe those experiences matter, which is why I am taking forgiveness of failure to a whole new level and forgiving almost everything. There is internal dignity in the individual. Yeah. Okay. If you believe that the individual has inherent dignity, which I think we do in America, that you are, because of your manifestation as a human being, as an American citizen human being, there is a level of dignity that we ascribe to your existence that cannot be stripped of you by others' actions against you. But can it be stripped of you by your own actions against others? In other words, can we take that which we consider dignity in every individual and pull it from them if they start to um, to slaughter innocent civilians? Well, of course we can We have a system in place to do that. But what about your dignity in the public sphere? Something which now has to be managed. Um, That's a little trickier. Because one thing I've never been ever, ever, ever accused incorrectly or um, mislabeled or treated unfairly because of a prejudice or any of the kind, I am 100% convinced that I have gotten fair treatment. And I know that that is not true uh, for most people. 
Um, but it's unfortunately true for me. And I say unfortunately because I am sure that I've gotten more than fair treatment to have the uh, confidence to be able to say I've gotten fair treatment. Because for my opinion, biased as it is in favor of myself, to think that the treatment I've gotten is pretty fair means it's been way beyond fair. And I know this. I know I'm biased. And I know that if I were to stack myself up against 10 other random people, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, you guys fucking dealt with some shit. So my treatment, it seems to be better than others. Granted. But I take from that sloppy guilt. There is no guilt. In fact, I can't even really conceive of a situation in which I should deal with that. Now, I am lucky by that. I am in a situation where maybe I get to do something that uh, is enabled, whereas dealt a different hand, I'm in a completely different situation doing different things. I get that. I get that my freedom has been perhaps less uh, valuable to me than it should have been because of the way that I have been able to um, circumvent situations that others fell head on into. I agree to all that. But I also know that in having seen enough injustice to have to circumvent it, that I feel like the oppression against all of us is ridiculous. And so when I think of the reparative guilt I can deal with coming out of a situation truly unscathed and lucky therein, is because everybody deserves the sort of leniency that I saw. And I'm saying I had the right amount of accountability, which is probably true to an extent. But whatever other measures of accountability I escape from, well, <laughs> again, I don't feel any guilt over it. So there's a whole lot of me that says it's time for us to realize that when people are given an opportunity to do the right thing, they will. When people are corralled into a situation in which they are uh, antagonized to do the wrong thing, they're prone to do it. So I forgive everybody's transgressions, just like I forgive my own. All right, pause. All right, since we've waddled in the guilt and shame category too long, let's, um, let's move to empowered cultures repair reputations through uh, achievement and expansion of self, not through... Um, um, making other people small, I guess. Pause. Okay. I think part of being a completely forgiving society is also recognizing that you have to enable a growth of an individual therein. So, um, if you're not helping people realize a better self through achievement then you're limiting them to uh, a, a less than prosperous outcome for everybody. Because, again, the collective succeeds when the individual is maximized. And the individual can't be maximized without an opportunity to do better across their life. Nobody's an expert initially. Everybody makes mistakes. We're all fallible, yada, yada. So if you are a forgiving society you are one in which the individual is enabled to do better, to achieve something, to become graceful, even if 
initial inclination toward abomination was identified? Do we give up on everybody as limited to, well, if you showed the abomination streak, then the best we can hope is maybe to move you up to just being envious? You know, because you're a negative piece of shit anyway. At least sometimes I feel like that's the situation we put people in now. And the reason you might be feeling like lashing out at the world at a level that can be considered abominable, well, I imagine there are quite a few reasons you might think that. I'm not in a position to think like that. So I just have to give you the credit to think whatever you're going through that puts you into that position. Well, there's probably more static to unwind than the people who are just dealing with, say, um, feeling uh, overlooked. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's all one big sliding scale on which you just happen to slide all the way to the bottom. Is that the bottom? Maybe. Maybe abominations the bottom line. So, how do you offer recovery? What is a society that's built to enable people an opportunity to do better look like? Are we in it? I don't know. I don't think we are. I think you get a shot, maybe a shot at recovery, and then fucking you are, uh, you've are, we, we do not need to give you more opportunities. If that's not what you are capable of showing some potential within, then frankly, uh, go uh, figure out a way to not be homeless, hopefully. Pause. Now, I myself believe there's always a way to figure out not how to not be homeless. I mean, if you can't fucking minimize your life to the basic needs, then, um, you know, you got some shit to figure out. But that said, should you be knocked down to that peg? Should that be something you're experiencing? Should that be where you're at? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's just a reality that in this circumstance in America as it sits, a lot of uh, men of all ages are facing that question in a way that they've never faced it before, which is an interesting new dynamic of, hmm, of disenchantment, disenfranchisement, disappointment, self-annihilation. I don't even want to look at the suicide rate. I'm sure it's tremendous. They don't even want to publish it if I had to guess, but it's out of control because why not? And I'm not trying to get people to commit suicide. Matter of fact, that's the dumbest thing you can do. Why not? Because you're just going to go through this all over again. That's number one. But number two, because there's always options. That's one thing there is, options. You can be a better person tomorrow than you are today. You can better be a better person five minutes from now than you are today. It just is up to you to believe in it. So... Um, how do you build a society that allows people the opportunity to, um, to grow? Well, first of all, you have to train people that there is an opportunity within themselves to be better. And that's something that I know there are people, citizenry of America, who have lost track of that. It's not your fault. You're tripped into it. You're expected to avoid it somehow, to not succumb to the pressure that it is to feel inadequate. Well, this civilization is not, does not care about you. But if you care about yourself, then it's irrelevant. You just need to learn to care about yourself. Everything else can work itself out. If you don't believe in yourself and in your own individual purpose and unique intent in life, then you have to find that dignity. Because you're worth that. 
Believe me, you're worth that. Pause. And the problem with becoming um, disenchanted, disempowered, disenfranchised, disabled as the individual is then the collective, the group, the, the group think becomes the, the persuasion and institutions uh, become the power because instead of uh, self uh, uh, um, emergence, your own potential being realized, no, you, you create a situation in which victimhood takes over. You find people to blame. You, you figure out how society has let you down and you capitalize on the grievance that it is to be this and that. And so much of that is, is nonsense. It is a category you're given to default into as an option instead of self-realization. Because the idea that you are weak is sold to you. We all feel inadequate, so get over it. Because we also all feel adequate, if not super heroic. And be honest, there's still a part of you that feels like, fuck yeah, I'm super heroic. I don't care who you are. That part of you does exist. So for you to succumb to the messaging that is you're inferior, in some ways is your fault. Again, find that self-love and dignity, and those messages can't. There's, it's like a, a, a force field that nothing can penetrate. You're just safe in your own sense of self-worth. It's a dignity that can't be denied, and nor can it be taken away, nor can it be violated. It's yours forever. So if you're going to fall into victimhood, well, huh, that's like falling into... Um, into uh, authoritarianism or um, a life filled with um, with chaos or deception. I mean, you don't have to go there. You don't have to be a victim. You choose to be one. It's in well within your power to rise above it. And I know there are some levels of experience and trauma that are just life-changing. Okay, what you're here to experience, obviously, is something completely um, bent on that event. For most of us, we are experiencing our lives in a process of one after another, after another, after another domino events that are very similar in consequence. But if you're not seeing yourself as the champion of that situation... But as somebody who's begrieved, who is, um, who is destined to fall to circumstances they are powerless against which to control. Well, then I'm afraid you'll fall into those circumstances because if you believe yourself to be a victim, the opportunity of victimhood will arise and you'll embrace it and then you'll choose it again. And you'll self-perpetuate until you come to realize what a mistake you've made in not believing in yourself. So I'm trying to save you that time. But <clears throat> what you hear from other people doesn't really matter. 
You have to learn in this world how things work. But being a victim is not one way to go through life. I can tell you that. Uh, so how did a dignity culture become a victimhood culture? Well, we got prosperous. We can afford to have victims. They can survive in our system of guilt, shame, and obligation. Oh, I didn't understand that your situation was so full of distraught, so stacked against that we should just pull you from the game and allow you to recover, to never ever be threatened or in any other way uncomfortable again. Now that's extreme. Nobody really wants that. But our instinct to think we've been wronged and are due a level of retribution is powerful. Because we have been wronged and we are due a level of retribution. But if you capitalize on that momentum, if you use that energy as your way to in, enact or interact with the world, if you want to ride the train of disenchantment, disenfranchisement, I've been wronged. Well, you could be missing out on the whole point of rising above it, which is what you're here to do. But beyond that, it's again, it's, it's succumbing to uh, the forces around you as the influence under which you are powerless. I don't know. That isn't, that isn't, that isn't even remotely true. You have so much more self-worth than to be defined by the influences of, of, uh, of, of invalidation that are there to be had. Stop it. Be valid. Be forceful. Be of worth. Be of dignity. Be of magnetic energy that draws other people to see what you've got going so right. Not so drawn to people's sympathy and empathy for what you've got going so wrong. I don't know. I, I, I know I speak from a place of privilege. I'm willing to accept that. But if those of us in a place of privilege can't at least speak to those in a place of entrapment about making a decision to feel your own worth as a method to get out of it. I don't know. I, everyone has more value than you think you have. Simple. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. There's some notes. The virtual world immersion has permitted uh, unplugging. Yeah, it has. And that scares me. You can only be what you are because of the prosperity built to welcome you. That's true. And it's, it's funny that we would rebel against the very society that enables us to be rebellious and pampered in our pursuit of that rebellion. 
it's not fair that it's not this way. It should be this way. But it's not. It's this way. Yes, but that's what I don't like. How do you even have the right to have that opinion? Well, I'm an individual. My life matters. We don't deny you that. But we're curious how you can complain against, say, the very functionality of nature as being incorrect when the rest of us are dealing with it. It just seems, I don't know, obtuse. You can then blame society for being ill enough to have conceived you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. Only a broken society would allow something like me to exist. Wow. Talk about having very low self-esteem. Find what's worthy in you. Don't fall into victimhood. We're all born to be noble champions. It's seductive to think we're, at worst, a victim of environmental circumstance gone wrong. But, overcome it. Create something of achievement in your life. Be something expansive of yourself. You can't get to first place without going through 7th, 6th, 5th, 4th, 3rd, 2nd to get there. Don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of looking vulnerable. Don't be afraid of looking uh, uncertain because you can only become confident, certain, and assured by knowing you've gone through the challenges of overcoming whoever it is that you're trying to become. Do not turtle up and look to become somebody who blames everybody else for why you are what you are. What you're supposed to be is fantastic. Why you're not being that, I cannot say. But whatever it is, it's fabricated. And if you look inside yourself and think, what am I most here to do? It'll become simple. And that's when you will become fantastic. Simple equals fantastic. That's how it goes.